Basement Fodder, the only show that's covering up a funk in the basement before we record. I'm, I'm Dave, and the, the funk is alive. Welcome to being a parent of a teenager who doesn't exactly enjoy showers. I don't care if you fucking enjoy them, take them, goddammit. Stay off the furniture, then, you stay Yay, parenthood. Oh, man. It's been a week. It has been yeah. a, a rough... Long yeah. week for me, I'll tell you that. Right yeah. <laughs> a lot of weird personal crap going on. Uh, the the long and short of it is like, <laughs> just just be choosy when you choose who to procreate with. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like, dear God, it's family drama, so I'm not gonna go into detail. But God, just drama like, <laughs> if you decide to spit out a fucking human with someone, make sure it's not a complete and total fucking piece of crap. I can second that motion, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Resounding seconding of that. that. We can't choose who we fall in love with, but my God. You can choose who to put your genitals into. (laughs) Genitals, genitals. Genitals. (laughs) Genitalia. I don't know why, this reminds me of a conversation we were having earlier where uh, my kid was talking about some YouTuber that she watches talking about having three balls, and I was like, man, it's awkward enough having two. I can't imagine a third one in there. That's the one that gets sat on all the time. (laughs) Or if you get hit, like you always have, like, hit one into the other. That's like one into the other, into the other, and then back. (laughs) It's like you have those office desk balls or whatever. That one in the middle is constantly just getting fucking the shit beat out of it. Feel like you'd have to have your balls permanently in a sling just to keep separation, or you'd just be vomiting all the time. Like, oh god, I hit it again! Oh my god, man down, man down! It'd be awkward having three. It'd be awkward having one. And I know there's plenty of guys out there, unfortunately, that have only the lonely. But like, my god, I just can't imagine. I feel like I would I throw know. off my walking rhythm. Like. <laughs> Having one meant like there was less of a chance of getting hit than totally, you know. Like shit, I, when I was younger, I always said like if I could get like a fucking uh, a noodle, like one of the fake ones. Like I wanted, I wanted like one of the bouncy ball ones, just so I could fuck with my friends. Just whip the sack out and just like ping it off the table real quick. And watch them all be like, oh god, and it, like didn't feel shit. He's got balls of steel. No, no, the uh, rubber. No, Twenty five cent rubber bouncy balls from the. Kmart, yeah! I want balls of steel. That shit will make too much noise. Kmart, is there any Kmart's left in the world? (laughs) They're all gone at this point. I think they're all gone. (laughs) I missed the blue light special. Oh, God, yeah. I remember, like, weirdly enough, when I was a kid, there was a Kmart here in town, Mm -hmm. and uh, I remember going there and getting slushies a lot because they had, like, a deli counter in there, and I was like, man, a deli counter in a Kmart is weird. Is suspect. Yeah. (laughs) Ours by my mom's house had the Little Caesars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was like the good Little Caesars. Yeah, that was back in the old days before Little Caesars was the fucking like hot and ready or whatever. This was yeah. like when it was actually legit, which yeah. it actually seems to be turning more back into yeah. a normal pizza place at this point. Like yeah. they're coming out with so much new shit. Yeah. But, but I mean, the actually, hot readies are still like a, a yeah. Solid it's like their thing. their base thing or whatever, but they have a lot more options now. Like they yeah. just came out with a thin crust, which I've yeah. been wanting to try. 
Well, I got a fucking Hawaiian pizza from there the other night. It was great. I was yeah, like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Shocked. They're, they're, I still, like, will <laughs> fucking die on the hill that their deep dish is, like, one of my favorite things. For the price, it's pretty damn great. Like, we got, I think it was, like, two pizzas and crazy bread. It was, like, under 20 bucks. I'm like, man, you can't beat that shit with a stick. Cheap pizza is my favorite. But, yeah, we'd go to that Kmart, and, like, I'd always end up coming out with a toy, a pizza, and a slushy, man. Like, and it was super cheap. I miss it. Kmart is where I remember buying my very first action figure, like, with my own money. Oh, yeah? And it was a Flint. A G.I. Joe <laughs> Yeah. And I remember literally I had like a fucking baggie, like a sandwich baggie full of coins like that I had like scraped together. You're like, I am here to buy this fucking To figure. buy my like $2.89 brand new Flint yeah. G.I. Joe. And I was yeah. so proud of this like yeah. baggie of coins, man. Mine was, of course, KB. Like, oh, KB. God, I, I miss KB so, so much. much from KB. KB and their 3 for 10 fucking clearance yeah. specials, man. Like, it's so weird to hear when KB closed, because I swear to God, it felt like a fucking, like, lifetime ago, and then they're like, oh yeah, it closed down sometime in 2000. I'm like, you lied, motherfucker, I don't remember what you're talking about, like... Well, it was definitely after my kid, I think it was my kid was a baby, because, yeah. like, remember they used to have, like, the KB outlet up there at Polaris they did. in Columbus. It's just one of those, like, it, yeah. it, so many of them had closed down long before it officially closed down. That it felt like forever. Like, I was like, Holy It's shit. funny, too, because everybody was so bummed when they closed Toys R Us. And I was, too, because it was, like, your childhood toy place or whatever. But, like, realistically, I went to KB a lot more than more. I went to Toys R Us. Like so prices I, were better. <laughs> I would go to, like, Toys R Us just to see what I wanted. And then you go try to find it at KB and shit Yeah, like no that. shit, because they always had better prices. Better prices in the deals. Like, to be honest, like... You could get one figure for like twenty some odd bucks there, but then you could go to KB and you could get like the three for ten or like they were always clearancing oh, shit god, out. Oh god, yeah, like crazy. Yeah, whereas like, I could go to Toys R Us and see the same figure that's been there for three years for the still the same price. I remember the like, first like time I ever played a PlayStation was in KB. Like, yeah, the first time like fucking like that was remember like I always had that little like plastic display up front mm-hmm. with all the robot fucking animals and shit. Yes. Like the flippy <laughs> dog and shit. Yeah. And shit like that. That thing was always fun, though. Oh, like, God. That was back when we still, like, shit like that still exist. Like, and it wasn't... like, like The super high-tech robot shit they well, have now. not even that. Yeah. Like, now that shit's, like, thought of as, like, kitsch. You know, like, yeah. kind of like, where it's like, oh, okay, and stuff. But no, like, back in the day, like, no, oh, we had the little, like, wind-up fucking mm-hmm. diver guys in the oh, yeah. fucking tub and shit like that. I was like, no, these were toys I, I legit played with. Like, not like, I was like, this is cute, look how nostalgic. I was like, no, no, this was actually my I distinctly remember being, like, six years old and just desperately wanting the flipping dog. Yeah. Like, they're... <laughs> <laughs> I always was like wanted stuff for the like the, the like the swimming ones and yeah. stuff where it would be the swimmer or the boats and stuff because like either I took like the longest baths oh, in history yeah. as a child <laughs> or when we lived in Las Vegas we had a hot tub oh, and man. like I don't know any other child that in the middle of the summer in the desert <laughs> is swimming for eight hours a day in a giant twelve person hot tub except for me like and people are like. Why? And I was like, this is why I can't. Do you still it. remember what toys you took in the tub? Like, what figures? Because like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I distinctly remember oh, I had yeah. those, like, big, tall Centurion figures. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. I remember using those in the tub because they look like they would be, like, like water, water kind of guys yeah, and shit. Yeah. Guys, yeah. No, for me, 
Oh, it was Ninja Turtles, man. Oh, yeah. yeah like, sure. the fucking the snake uh, jet ski yeah, swimmer and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like, yeah. I fucking had it all. Like, I was diehard about that shit. Like, uh, when we were still out in Vegas, I had, a, like, an actual sand pit. Like, oh, man. Built me this thing, and it was so cool. <laughs> and I had buried the the, uh, the sewer base in the sand. It like around it and shit like that and like, dude, I play, like I was either in the hot tub or in a sand pit, <laughs> like playing. Like this is how it was going. Like yeah, it was. It there was, was so a specific ridiculous. tree in my grandma and grandpa's backyard yeah. that I always played underneath, and I'm yeah. convinced to this day that if you dug like a couple feet down, figures. you'd find like fucking a bunch of those uh, defenders of the earth figures that yeah. I buried there years ago and forgot yeah. about. Or, like, I used to have the Ewok Village. Oh, yes. Like, I inherited a bunch of Star Wars toys. I, I, you know me, I don't like Star Wars. Yeah. But, like, when well, I was a kid... The Ewok Village is... It's a perfect place. Oh, it's the perfect place. You in, can but use it for basically anything. It got turned into, then, Robin Hood's... Yeah, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> what is that? like, it's still one of the ones from, like, old nostalgia that oh, yeah. I want. Like, it... You, you can get it online pretty good, but it is still... One of those it still holds ones, up as like, one of the coolest places, yeah, I think. Just yeah, awesome. Like the fucking that and the, remember when they did the uh, the Wayne Manor yeah, playset from Batman Returns, yes. and they had that great Michael Keaton figure. Yeah, it like it collapsed yeah. into itself. I loved that one. That one was great. But then I got the upgrade when they did the Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. in Wayne mm-hmm. Manor. That one was fucking cool because it was like basically like click into itself and would just hold shut and shit. I still love the animated uh, series Batmobile. Oh, yeah. Like, that, to me, was one of the coolest. That was a great one. There was actually the one that I liked. uh, I had the Batmobile, but I had the Superman car that they did for the Superman animated series with the Clark figure. Yep. That one, I was like, well, first like all, why the fuck does Superman need a car? He doesn't. I was like, but yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, was he a high-tech car? Like, oh, right. I just remember when we were kids, like, when they did, car, they did like, every superhero had a fucking car for some reason. Yeah. And I'm like, most of these guys would never have driven a car, like, or needed a car. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know reason. who needs a car? <laughs> Batman. Great arrow. Those two motherfuckers. Everybody else can fly or run at mock speeds. I'm like, why do I... <laughs> Hey, uh, Flash has got a car. To do what? To relax? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he could run faster than the car. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's literally like the car is basically this big bubble that he's running in. And I'm like, like the Jurassic yeah. fucking world it's bubble. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's a hamster wheel, oh, giant yeah. hamster ball. God. Now, those are some vehicles that I always had was the Jurassic Park vehicles. Oh, God. The, they had some really... The, the big van uh, playset from the second movie. Don't, let's not even talk about that because <laughs> up, until, up until we went to that toy show, yeah. I had never physically seen one in person. It mm. was... You could not find it in my area. Like, it was... I saw pictures of it only. And it is the... Like holy grail of Jurassic Park toys that I wanted so bad. I don't know why, because honestly, like, looking at it, it's cool, but it's not... I just thought that was a fucking cool thing. Like, it and the bull T-Rex were, like, the two that I was like... I had that bull T-Rex forever. Oh, yeah. That thing sat on my fucking shelf with a cigarette hanging out of its mouth for, like, (laughs) ten years. (laughs) Like, I need it, I have to have it, and shit, yeah. 
No, I but, think like the retro stuff is coming back so hard right now because they got those re-releases on the Masters of the Universe yeah. with like the better joints and stuff now, mm-hmm. which I really love those. And then they also had like the they use that same body for the weird like Masters of the, the WWE, universe, ones, WWE yeah. ones and stuff. Which I've been looking at a couple of those. They have the uh, the Stephanie McMahon looks actually really cool, I, and a couple other ones look really good I too. I won't lie, I put back the um, the. Oh uh, shit! Uh, fucking the dragon. Uh, oh, steamboat. Steamboat. Oh, really? I had it in oh. hand, and it, it reminded me of the old like Masters the Dragon figures yeah. that came with the pet dragon and shit. I had that, and there was something else, and I chose the other thing. I I was just like, the thing was I had none of these. I don't have any of the new Masters like re yeah whatever those things and stuff. And I was like. The other thing I had some I had some of them and stuff and I was like I'm just I can't do this I can't go down this like well that's the thing it's like know. with all the stuff that comes out now it's like you have especially as an adult collector yeah. you have to choose the rabbit hole that you're gonna go down yeah and for me it's I'm I'm sticking with the Masters of the Universe classics yeah. because they're still doing the Thundercats one now yeah. so I'm gonna hold true to that one and stuff now. I might have to dabble back into because of the new Masters thing that we saw. Well, I kind of got back into it because I I caught a couple of them at a really good price. And I was just like, well, shit, they were like seven bucks a pop. And I was like, fuck, I got to get these. They're really cool. Yeah. And then after getting them out of the package, like the improvements that they've done to the articulation and they still look like the original figures so much. I think they're worthwhile to go back mm-hmm. into, at least in a limited way. Like, I'm not going to get all of them. I have no. No, no way to do it. But I got a He-Man and a Skeletor, and I want the Battle I Cat. I might like, do it just because they still fit similarly enough to the Savage World. Yeah, figures. and I have some of, like, I have the Bizarro from the Savage Worlds yeah. thing, and I have the Freddy Krueger Well, I have, stuff. like, the Thundercat ones, yeah. which I need to get more of those. So, like, definitely. So it's like it fits that. well enough in that, that, and I don't yeah. have a ton of the classics anymore because I used to have a huge amount of them, but I sold a lot of them yeah. off. Right. But I still have, like, my core ones that I wanted to keep. Yeah. And I think they fit well enough in there, too. It's like, yeah, yeah it's just enough out of my childhood. But now they're, they have those new. Like, well, I'm going to want to jump back to that message yeah. for a second, a second, but they have those, the, the repop Mego figures again. Yeah. Amigos or whatever. Amigos. And, like, yeah. I. Migos was before our time. Like, long before Like, our time. when I was a kid, my uncle, who's, like, maybe, I think he's, like, 14 years older than me. Yeah. He collected Migos, and he yeah. collected Star Wars, so that's how I ended up with that fucking inherited Star Wars collection, which actually bought me my first car. <laughs> like, I sold <laughs> off all the inherited fucking Star, uh, Star Wars, Wars to buy shit. my first car. Yeah. But, uh, fucking... The Migos are, like, weirdly sparking my interest. Like, I've ended up getting, like, six of them, I think. Oh, yeah, oh, no. No. Well, no, I think four or five now, at yeah. least. Because uh, they have, like, I picked up the Superman for my Superman mm-hmm. collection, but then they've been re-releasing the classic monsters now. Yeah, and which so, I need to get the Wolfman. Yeah, well, I, I just picked up tonight mm-hmm. the Son of Frankenstein version of Frankenstein and the Wolfman, yeah. and then a couple of weeks ago when we were shopping, I picked up Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein yeah. And they're such simplistic I've, figures, but yeah. I love them. I've got... The Kyle one that you got, yeah, me, the and I've got a couple one. of those yeah, uh, like, somewhere in a box I've got a too. Few yeah, of those like superhero Mego ones. So it's like I'll get a few. of There's them. also those old Marvel famous cover ones that were like that too. Oh yeah, they have yeah. that horrifying Aunt May figure. Yeah, well, my <laughs> Thor is over there. Mm-hmm. Like that's in my Thor collection and shit. Yeah. 
I just have like a weird love for those now. Like they were definitely before my time, but then like when seeing I was them, younger, they didn't seem that great. They weren't they all were that like, prevalent when we were kids because yeah. they were just in that kind of limbo where they didn't really produce them anymore. No, actually, this is what's crazy. Like those ones, especially those Marvel ones. Mm-hmm. There was a toy shop, like a toy vendor at uh, Trader's World, mm-hmm. that for the longest time. Actually, I'm pretty sure they still have them there. They have an entire wraparound shelf that is literally like almost all of them. Oh man, there's a great Mister yeah. Sinister from that. Set yeah, that's totally. But I was worth never having. into them because they're weird. They're I like had in a couple. Weird... I remember having like I had a Hulk for yeah. sure and a couple of the other ones. Yeah, because they always seem to be on sale because they really didn't go over all that well. Because the thing is, is like they're they kind of don't fit. Any scale other than their own. So no, it's like they really are kind of a scale on their you own. You can't yeah. really put them with like any six inches or anything else. It's like, well, well, you're kind of you're fucking hose boned on that one. But I think it like they work to me. That's a C chord one. Yeah. They work to me in the respect where like um, they are just like retro enough, and they yeah. also like most of the ones I end up being interested in are ones of like actual retro characters. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, when they came out with, like, Universal Monster ones, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I love Universal Monsters, so that's perfect. Like, you know, I'll get the Universal Monster ones. Or, like, the old classic Superman looks great on my Yeah, Superman oh, yeah, that one looks great, like, yeah. If they're doing them in that kind of classic mediums, like, I also saw that they have, like, a Picard and a Data. They have a Picard, a Data. There's a Stan Lee one out now, which yeah. I might end- eventually end up They playing. had the, um... Signs of the Lambs. <laughs> like a lot of horror stuff. A lot of horror stuff is doing those kind of like twelve inch. Not even just in that series, but there a lot of them are doing like the twelve inch with clothing and shit figures now. Yeah, because for like for the seven some inch with reason clothing. that is like it's definitely popular, making a comeback. Like really popular, and I was like, all right, so weird horror movie. Not Barbie doll, Barbie dolls. Like, I think cool. like the generation right before us is getting definitely to the age where they're getting back into collecting again. Yeah, probably. Like a lot of the guys that are like you know born in the seventies are getting back into figure mm-hmm. collecting again, and that's really kind of popping that popping market back, up. Yeah, just like uh, you know the the reproduced like Secret War style figures that they recently yeah. did from Mattel. Those are so fucking popular you can't even find them. No, yeah, those things are insanely. Because there's a couple from the series that I would like to get. Well, those are any of those retro like uh, mm-hmm. case ones, like yeah. uh, the, the Toy Biz, the style Toy Biz, yeah. uh, Spider Man's X Men. And they just re released all those Ghostbuster figures in the Kenner style well, and shit. That too. now they're doing the retro boxing in the 3.75, mm-hmm. like almost reaction style figures now mm-hmm. for Marvel and shit. And those are fucking popular as shit too. So. It's definitely, we've definitely had another renaissance period of, like, nostalgia figures, for sure. Like, it's a big nostalgia. Yeah, those reaction figures, holy crap, they're almost becoming, like, Funkos in the sense of, like, which is funny, because they're made by Funko. Yeah. But they're, like, reactioning everything. I will say, I'm not a huge fan of those. They're okay. Yeah. Like, the, some like, of them I really like. Like, yeah, I got they have the Thundercat ones and stuff, but, like, okay. yeah. they're not bad. The problem I have is fucking expensive like yes, holy man. shit i was like i could get a full-size figure like i'm gonna get the savage world ones before i get the reaction ones i mean i'll probably get them eventually because they come in like different paint schemes and stuff yeah but yeah those things are fucking expensive i was like why am i paying this much for 
But like, that's kind of the other thing I like about these new Migos is they're really a good price point too. Yeah. Because they're about like generally they average about twelve bucks, which for a figure these days is very on the cheap side. Yeah. And really with the amount of like they have full clothing detail on these yeah. things, like that's yeah, not cheap. No, they're super retro, but they're really just a fun thing to have. Yeah. I keep hoping they'll re they'll do a re release on the Planet of the Apes ones because those would be the ones yeah, that would really that'd pop be on sweet. for sure. Yeah. But I know, like, when we're talking about Master of the Universe, there's a whole new series of those coming out that are mm. going to be associated with yeah, that Mattel. new Kevin Smith, uh, Netflix, Netflix yeah, Masters it's uh, Master of the Universe Revelation. Yeah. And this a lot of buzz is building on that. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a mixed bag on that, though. Like, a lot of the people are excited and a lot of people are like eh, don't like it, it depended on who how you felt about like the 2003 i loved the 2003 i did too and so like a lot of people who love that are really interested in this because from what they were talking about because they just did like a thing where they showed a bunch of pictures from it and the toy line is when talking about it is apparently it animation wise looks very similar to the 2003, but mm-hmm. story wise, it is a continuation of the original like mm-hmm. 1980s series. So, a lot of people are like, "Ooh, that's awesome!" Because they weren't really like they dug the 2003, yeah. but like some of the story changes that they made were kind of okay. But this one seems very much like the classic story, but with the better animation. Well, it's also kind of a mixed bag, too, with Kevin Smith these days, because, like, a lot of people, like, he has his very super dedicated core fan group, and I'm definitely in that. Oh, yeah, me too. But I'm also enough to, like, I'm also out of it enough to be, like, everything he makes is not solid gold. Like, I I love him, and I will absolutely give it a shot, anything, but I'm also the guy who will admit that some of this stuff in the last couple years has not been the greatest. But you know what? Like, at least he's, like, I'll... Give him the credit. At least he isn't just staying with what he knows will get him the money. He's taking chances and going, stepping outside the thing, doing stuff that he's wanted to try. And except for like, don't do Judd Apatow stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna expect Judd Apatow money. <laughs> I'm in the minority of people who think Second Mary is a great movie. I am too. And I understand why he feels the way he feels about it because he he's right. It is that sort of style of movie. And he was trying to make something that was Honestly, a little bit I think more mainstream, but for me, it's a better version. I think so too because I don't really like Joe episode movies. Yeah, I think he's incredibly overrated. Yeah, but I, get I mean, I've watched some of the more you know recent Kevin stuff, and you know the reboot. I enjoyed it, but it's not as great as watching Strike Back or something you know a little bit from the older stuff. Which is funny, because when we watched Strike Back, we didn't think it was as good as, like, the original stuff. We're like, oh, man, we naysayed that. We <laughs> shouldn't have. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. Like, it is it is enjoyable, for, but it's like, it becomes more and more niche. Mm-hmm. Like, if unless you are a fan of pretty much everything that mm-hmm. came before, it's not going to be a movie that appeals to you. Whether it, like, yeah. with some of the other ones, it's like... Yeah, you could watch, you know, Dogma and not necessarily be a huge Kevin fan in the first place, but still get something out of it because it was a solid movie all around. But I will but say... But I feel like, like you said, he has gotten to the point in his life and career where he makes things that he wants to make and he doesn't really give a fuck about 
the reception or like yeah. making well, money off of and it. And the thing is, is like I almost have to say, like if you don't know it's Kevin Smith, you'll mm-hmm. like it more than if you know it's Kevin Smith. Because I feel like there's this weird thing about it. Because like honestly, some of his like the best like uh, Arrowverse episodes mm-hmm. are the ones that he's directed and shit. And yeah, it's for like. Sure. It felt like such a better episode, and then you're like, oh, shit, that's the one that fucking Kevin did, and, like, holy crap. And I can't begrudge him this because I'm a dad myself, but, man, he really wants to put his kid in everything. And I get it, man. You love your kid. And she's fine. She's an okay actress. I'd rather have his kid than his wife. <laughs> I bet she scares the shit out of me. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I have high hopes for the Master of the Universe League. Uh, you know, they did the She-Ra reboot not too long ago, and that was more like a total, complete reimagining. Mm-hmm. And I had no problems with it. Like, a lot of people kind of gave it shit, but I thought it was better than, you know, a lot of people gave it credit for. I think it definitely matched the times a lot more. I think it know. appealed more to the culture that actually likes it. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, is like, there's a very strong... Especially being like an MC, uh, the multi or Masters of the Universe classic figures. Yeah, it was really hard to find certain figures and shit mm-hmm. like that. And then come to find out, like apparently there is a strong Masters of the Universe group in the LGBTQ plus. I don't know how how it's changed right now, but no, apparently it's like yeah. it's it's hugely popular in a collector sense there, and Shira as well. Um, oh, dude. Oh, I what? forgot there was a candy bar in my pocket. Ah, that is probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Keep I wish talking. You, I wish you all could have seen the face. He, like, reached into his pocket and made that, like, oh, I forgot there was half face. a whatchamacallit in my pocket. Yeah, well, it literally just made the look like he found a fucking wet turd in well, his Well, I was like, what's pocket? this weird, like, it felt Gooey, like there was a, sa- like a, a, a bean bag in my pocket. <laughs> it was a caffeine candy bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Out now, yeah, um, that is nasty. but like, yeah, I think that was the thing. Like, and because you know, like Shira and stuff, like that, the community really like embraced it, loved it, and stuff. Like, it was always the joke, but for I guess for them, they loved it. Um, I'm but, sorry, but if you watch Master of the Universe or Shira or any of that, and you're not seeing the yeah, you know, homosexual overtones yeah. that are there. Yeah, you're lying to yourself. But the thing is, is like with the new one, it seemed very much more like less like overtones and more just actually being like inclusive, inclusive and about and the culture. Yeah, and I think the people uh, non community members the deniers yeah the deniers <laughs> and stuff like that are the ones that were or like the parents that were very like shitting on it and stuff like that the ones that are like no no none of that stuff and i'm like i honestly think it's great that way like it i i feel like once it like got past the like overtones and just kind of embraced what it was mm-hmm. It was actually so much better. The characters were so much more thought out and stuff. Yeah, and I thought the animation style was fresh and different. Yeah. And, and it was new, very much of like that Steven Universe, mm-hmm. stuff, which I which, enjoy very yeah, much. Yeah, very much. I I actually what I, I of course I watched TikToks when I poop. We talked about the last yeah, episode. Yeah, but there was a great one where it was a guy talking about stories from working in a movie theater, and he was yeah. talking about when the the live action Beauty and the Beast happened. Oh God. And, um, you know, Disney made a big deal about LeFou being, like, one of the first openly gay characters in a Disney movie. 
And he was talking about all the Karens being angry about this, like, either the ones that would come in at first and just be like, ah, this movie is terrible, why would you do this? And then the ones that would see him dancing with a guy at the end of the movie and be horribly offended by it. And he was like, you just watched a movie where the main goal was Hermione was trying to fuck a buffalo, and this is what's bothering you? Like... It's so true. It's so true. Totally not like, offended by the bestiality whatsoever. Like, but but the fact that John like, oh is gay. Like, gay. I was like, I literally just watched a candlestick try to almost rape a fucking feather duster. Like, what the shit? Like, Lumiere there was trying to fucking do this. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Like, come on, people. I'm just feeling that you're missing the thing. If you're going to be offended by so something. so much shit in there. Like, She's making out with a fucking buffalo. Like... The serious sexual overtones of bestiality are so strong in this movie. Yeah, like... And the thing that bothers you is LeFou dancing with a man. honestly, this is why I feel... (laughs) This is why I feel when it came to that movie why they made the choices they did with him. Because remember how my complaint with this was like... He He had too much of a human face? Yes, he was very, like, bestial (laughs) everywhere else except for his face, which was very, like, humanized and stuff. And I was like, why? It's okay if he's got hooves as long as he's got a man face. Yeah, like, man face. And I was like, okay. They did that when they did the Garfield Amazing Spider-Man, too. Like, when they did the lizard in that, he had, like, this weird Weird. man face. it was... Very it, it, fucking, it made it look so much worse. Yeah, but I think it was because of that. Yeah, I think it was because they were like, "Oh shit, this like live action borders on like furry shit and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay." You mean to tell me that you don't understand how many furries were born out of watching that as a child? I was about to say, I was like, "Give me a break!" Now. Like, this is why ultimately the French version went way, way, way over more because they at least embraced that shit and they're like, "No, nope, no, nope, fuck you." It's yeah, awful. I was, I was especially tickled by that. Yeah, that that shit's hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, no, with the Masters of the Universe, like, I think that if you ignore, if, if you could sit there and watch it and tell me that it isn't incredibly homoerotic, then you're we're watching a different show. I could go ahead like, and tell you that any of those shows from the fucking 80s, um, I love Thundercats, oh, but God. come on now, like, all of them, Silverhawks, Thundercats, all of that shit, like... They're all displaying in those things, for sure. At least base levels of androgyny. You know, oh, it's like, come on. And again, with Thundercats, the furries thing is definitely oh, yeah. a, lot oh, yeah. of, you know, a lot of born out of that, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. How many young boys were like, hmm, Chitara? Right, like, I, de- I distinctly remember being like, ooh, hot cheetah chick, like, when I was a kid. Like, Yeah, come the fuck up, man. And I'm intensely creeped out by furries, like... <laughs> But hey, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy, do it to it. But it's just not my particular, you know, cup of soda or whatever, like. (laughs) I always laughed with that, though, because, like, you get beyond Chitara. Mm -hmm. And you get to the point in the show where they meet the, like, Amazon women on Mm -hmm. Third Earth. And Tigra, and that one Third Mm -hmm. Earth, like... Amazon chick get real friendly, and I'm like, is she about to fuck the tiger? <laughs> fuck the eye of the tiger, literally the dick of the tiger. He's invisible too. Oh shit! We're playing some kinky catch me, catch me shit in the woods. Discovering a lot of shit about our childhood cartoons mm-hmm. when we go back and watch oh, them yeah. now. Eh? <laughs> 
back later watching Silverhawks and you're like, Copper Kid's got a fucking motorized penis. Like they all do. <laughs> Shit, they're all cyborg dicks. Shit, we were talking about Doom Patrol last week and there's... That- like cyborg has a full on like sexual relationship in this show and I'm and I all I kept thinking is like does he have like a cyber dick? Like <laughs> anytime that shit gets brought up, I immediately, immediately remember a movie, Space Truckers. Space Truckers, yeah. yeah. Oh god. Talk about a movie we should do at some point before it came from the queue. But it's kind of hard to find. It is hard to find. I would love to watch that one again. If you've never seen this movie, I highly recommend it. Oh my god. It is pure B-movie awesomeness. Steven Dorff. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Steven Dorff, uh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Uh, what's his nuts from Game of Thrones and Last Action Hero? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Charles Keating, I think. Yeah, because he's the robot guy. He's the bad and guy. The yeah. female is. Uh, Debbie Mazar, I think? Yes, it is Mazar, yeah. yeah. Like, and it is. Oh, man. George went from Cheers is in there. Yeah, it is like... I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's this. truckers in space. Like, I don't know what else you can say. It's like, like if, you took, <laughs> if you took the Super Mario Brothers movie, Spaceballs, <laughs> and like some other stuff, and just like... Mom and Dad save the universe. Yeah, 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 like, oh my God. Like it's, That's on Prime now. We should be watching. Yeah, yeah, like. It's so weirdly like... Fucked up. The thing that like, I, I always remember are like his cargo. Stephen Dorff is a trucker in space. Yeah, and his cargo is fucking square pigs. Yeah, like, and they yep. show these like animatronic square pigs. Square pigs. Yep. And I'm like, I want that so bad. Or the bad guy who has like the fucking like revved up penis. The revved and, like, up cyber dong. It literally he has to like pull the line over like, pull cord and, and it lights up and has like a strobing effect and she's all like, oh my god, Charles Dance, that's his name. Yes, Charles Dance. Like, yeah, and it's like oh you see him in god. Game of Thrones yes. and a bunch of other stuff. And he's very regal and an actor. And then I, every time I see him, all I can think of him is revving up his yeah, fucking yeah, cyber revving dance. up his fucking like raper dong <laughs> and shit like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine the scenes that they don't show you in Doom Patrol is like Cyborg just like pulling the pull cord on the Schwanz and shit. (laughs) I don't know, man, because it's like one of those things where you like you see how the body morphs and shit like that, and you're like, oh my god, does it like? I don't want to know, like because then you feel like fucking what's his face from Mallrats, where you're just talking about to Stan Lee about fucking twenty questions about every superhero's dick. All right, Mister Fantastic's dick. You know, like you're like, man, he's really like hooked on superhero anatomy and I'm like well I mean <laughs> these are questions that we ponder right? you're trying to tell me these questions are weird but then when I come up for reasons why half the fucking Marvel Universe can't be zombies you're like no no suspension of disbelief and I was like yeah but then when I bring up Mr. Fantastic's fucking ever stretching dong and shit like that or fucking Superman would have blown a hole through fucking Lois Lane you're like no, no, come on, like, fuck you. <laughs> Alright? As Jason Lee said, her fallopian tubes could not handle the super no, sperm. No, <laughs> And you know who actually fucking proved that point correct? Uh, fucking Will Smith oh, in Hancock. <laughs> About blew that, but he threw that girl off and blew a hole through a fucking trailer and shit. Like, like a shotgun blast, like a pellet. It wasn't like one hole, it was like multiple holes and shit. It was like, I fit see? that movie in the category of movies that like, there was so much potential for it to be great, 
and then they just went wrong somewhere. And if you know the behind the scenes stuff, you can see like what happened. But like, man, oh, I'm gonna tell you exactly where the I rails think. just went. I'm gonna off tell you exactly where I think shit. it went wrong and shit like that. And I normally love this person, but honestly, I feel like Charlize Theron was not the right casting for that. Well, there's a lot of things, and that's a whole other fucking show there. Yeah. But it, I, it, I also did think of the specials, which is yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> guilty pleasures. Yeah, he had that movie. thing where he came out with like, yes. Penis. Yeah, no, what? it was his scrotum. Oh, yeah, his scrotum. The stretchy scrotum that, like, scrotum. threaded through the through hole in his uniform. It's like, oh, my God, he, t- he tickled me he with tickled it. He tickled me with it. <laughs> that was so good, too. And, and every time I'm watching Doom Patrol and she, like, turns into that big gelatinous thing that looks very much like a pulsating nutsack. Yes. That's oh all I can Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having serious, like, uh, DC Universe, like, withdrawal right now. Yeah. Because I plowed through all of the shows, yeah. you know, that were there, and Batwoman was a failed start. Uh, try to find Swamp Thing. Yeah, I'm going to try. It's not on there, but I'm going to see if I can uh, find it. I think it, it's on the something CW else. Uh, the Seed online. or whatever. Yeah, the Seed online or some shit like that. Yeah, I can watch it on my laptop, but unless I can figure out a way to watch it on the TV, I lose interest quickly. You can... Um, Chromecast it Chromecast or whatever, yeah. or whatever and stuff because it like yeah that one I'm definitely interested in watching for yeah sure. especially with the addition of like the Blue Devil and shit like that like mm, yeah we're all over the place tonight <laughs> oh well I will say that here's the thing like and, and I know we talked a lot about Doom Patrol last week but I just have to mention like especially since we were just talking about like the homoerotic stuff and the, like the LGBTQ positivity that they're doing with the newer stuff with the with Shira and all that like. It's really kind of cool to go on a journey for me, like, growing up the way that I did, you know, kind of like in a, a rooted in a southern value sort of house. Yeah, very like, much similar here. Yeah, not, like very strong. Not good with the gay stuff or whatever. Christian and especially, stuff. like, when we were kids, like, you know, if if there was even a chance that someone was slightly effeminate or fey or something like that, they got mercilessly hammered, like, and pardon the term, because I know it's incredibly offensive, but I'm only saying it because, you know, just to prove, the, to talk about the point the smear the queer game oh, I was about to say, I knew like, exactly what you're see I got like a different side of the story though because like when I would come back to Ohio all the family was very you know the area and everything mm-hmm. was like that but then when I would go back to my dad's we lived in LA and mm-hmm. I mean Hollywood and all that shit you couldn't fucking pretend for shit that it wasn't there cause like holy crap you know it was just very much there and then even when I lived in Las Vegas like that was still very much the case. So, like, when I moved back here in my, like, early teens... Yeah, that had been a hell of a culture shock. When I moved back in my early teens and I saw, like, came back to a place where it was very still, like, kind of, like, hated on and shit like that. And I was like, but what? Like, it, it, it kind of blew my mind because it was, like, it had just become such a natural, like, normal yeah. part of thing. I was like, I don't understand why... I mean, I distinctly remember when I was about 10 that I had a cousin who mm-hmm. came out and, like, uh, she was just, like, completely ostracized because oh, yeah. of it. And it yeah. just, it's awful to think of it now. But, like, going on the journey, having, a, you know, a, a kid that's in the LGBTQ family and stuff and, yeah. like, Larry's growing story. as a person. Like, yeah. Larry's story on Doom Patrol, like, the, the fact that they, you know, added that element of him being gay in the time period that he came from. Yeah. It really speaks to, like, the awakening of that sort of stuff. And then also, like, just, I, 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 you know, doing research on Doom Patrol afterwards and seeing, like, a lot of the people talking about it, there was a lot of stink that people were like, oh, why are we just randomly making characters gay? And I get it. 
to some extent, like, adding and removing elements of characters. Like, when, you know, they did the reboot on Alan Scott, I remember at the time I was a little bit irritated because there was a progeny of heroes that came from him and stuff. Yeah. But then when they've integrated it back into the universe now, like, there's explanation for that. And if they would have done that at the time... I think, well, the thing with that, though, was that this was an alternate thing where he was, like, none of those people existed Mm -hmm. yet and stuff. So they were, I think they were kind of like dipping their foot in the water and seeing how people would react to it and stuff. Uh, I know Marvel did a lot as well mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, Hulkling and Wiccan and fucking uh, Northstar. Northstar was one of their first. Northstar like, was one of the the first openly gay superhero characters yeah. um, in comic history, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think one of the most more interesting things in recent history that they did is what they did with Iceman, Bobby, mm-hmm. where... They brought back the original five from the past into the present, like future present kind of thing. And what it is, is you find out that Bobby was gay, like, or he had, like, but older Bobby, like, present Bobby is like, no, that's not me. And very much like he had buried that part of himself away, which makes sense when you see his personality and stuff and how and with the level of like persecution persecution of mutants in the marvel universe in general yeah why add one more thing to be persecuted yeah. about like to so him. so it's but like, then it's you bring the younger one who's still very much in the like throes of mm-hmm. i think this is who i am and then you bring him to a world where it's more accepted and shit it was he kind of like got to go and then people were like so wait are you and he's like no and they're like but that's you from the past so you are and he's like no and it was like a really interesting story about you know who 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 he was as far as like then and now right because the now him is like no i'm not like at all and was very like not happy to see this you know i'm just so happy that like comics prove again and again and this is the way comics have been for so mm-hmm. many years that they're ahead of the curve on damn near everything when yeah. it comes to that stuff and like well them and manga which yeah for sure oh, manga for sure my god yeah which is interesting because like they were i read an article where they were talking about manga and how it literally is just like outperforming mm-hmm. like in america outperforming any comics mm-hmm. and stuff like that and they were like what is it about it, it like the format that is you know, like, causing it to just, you know, be so dominant. And I, like, one of the things they said was the fact that, like, unless it's overwhelmingly, like, just burying in the dirt, like, not making sales and stuff like that, they'll run a manga for a good long while. They'll give it time to generate... Unlike... You know DC or Marvel, which will cancel a book after ten episodes when I get, I mean, ten issues when I get fucking interested in it. I know you're telling me, but it's like that's the thing is like having the faith in the story, mm-hmm. you know, because shit. I think the, one of the bigger problems is like even no like trying to keep up with a book, but then you know like being like I like the story, knowing a new book is coming out knowing when it gets delivered because like man half the time that fucking what is it that strange academy mm-hmm. i've been looking for the second issue for fucking over like year like a year or so now and i don't even know if it's ever come out yeah and so it's like well how are we supposed to build a, a, a base for something like that yeah you know? 
uh, I don't know. But well, like I say I think it's just it's it's really heartwarming for me to see like how much the culture is embraced in comics now, yeah. and the, that they're going and telling these daring kind of brave stories and yeah. stuff. And the Doom Patrol is such a weird like. It's funny, serious, heartbreaking, yeah. like all that stuff at the same time, which is impressive as hell. Mm. And it's cool to see something with that much depth really spotlighting, you know, that sort of culture. Yeah. Uh, you should probably. I know I told you this already, but mm. like I binge watched in like one night all eight episodes of that Jupiter's Legacy yeah. show. And. I've heard positives. I've heard negatives. I, okay, here here's the thing. Like I I've I've heard both, and the negative things to me are like the same thing. Why people don't like DC stuff? Yeah, because it's that like classic hero stuff, yeah. classic hero costumes, classic hero names. Like it embraces the almost like golden age type hero, mm-hmm. like or the. Um, public domain style heroes yeah. uh and it's mark miller who wrote it like and it's it was a genius it's, it's fucking it's amazing like do hamel his acting and his character is very like you know kind of hokey and shit like that but like if anything he is very much that like superman mixed with cap mixed with like all those like i have a code you know, not like the Batman code, but yeah. that like, you know, we don't kill, we we must be a better person, like right. that type of thing. Like, yeah, to some it is like hokey and stuff, especially when you have like Invincible that just came out and you have mm. the boys and stuff like that where it's like gory as shit and they're beating the crap out of everybody and shit. And where he's character is basically trying to be like, we don't kill, like no matter what, we don't kill. And it's... It is very interesting. Like, well, it seems to me like it's another take on that sort of like, well, like the boys uh, mm-hmm. in the way where like it is the sort of parable or the parody mm-hmm. kind of, but not necessarily in a pure comedy way of the classic heroes yeah. in that way. Like the 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 main team and the boys, the the you know the big team or whatever. It's very much you know the Superman character, the Wonder Woman character, yeah. the Aquaman character, and like a lot of books have done this in the past and I always enjoy those books that do that sort of like you know what if the world was this way sort of thing you know and they did that years ago uh, with Marvel with uh, the Hyperion's group Um, shit yeah I know which one you're talking about Um, it was when I was a kid I remember reading the original 12 Squadron Supreme yeah I remember reading the original 12 issues and and growing up being a big DC guy and being like this is what if the Justice League fucked up yeah in, in a lot of ways, it ends up being that. Or, like, what if the Avengers fucked up? It was kind of, you know, somewhere in between in there. between, yeah. And it was, like, that taking that... Yeah, well, taking of. that classic tropes of these classic teams and then taking a look at it in another mm. perspective. Like, what if they are human and fallible and yeah. all these things? This, this one is very interesting because... It does time jumping, and normally yeah. I'm not a fan of time jump things, you know, it, because they can get very confusing, and it's like... That's some of the complaints that I've heard is, like, it's hard to tell what time period you're in. Okay, having binge-watched <laughs> all eight episodes, if you can't tell the difference between 1929 and 2021, then you must have your head so far up your own <laughs> ass. 
like, he is like short-haired, clean-shaven, suit-wearing, young, in, young yeah. in the 1920s. In 2021, he literally looks like grizzled-ass Thor. <laughs> I don't know how you, like, oh, I don't know what time period I'm in. Ford Model T, that's a Ferrari. Like, <laughs> it's two different timelines, or yeah. two different time periods. That's it. When they go to, when they're getting their powers, like leading up to that, and then now, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not a hard jump. It's not like okay, we're jumping between like you know 1980 and now and shit like that. Like oh, I guess I could be confused. No, this is depression era. <laughs> And current. I don't know. It does seem like it would be difficult not to know the difference. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. Uh, like, you know. where they're like, oh, I don't know where they were jumping. I'm like. But, you know, in some respects, it's easy to understand how people get confused watching things these days because half the time they're staring at their phone for half of it. Oh, yeah. That's so wholeheartedly. Like, I'm one I'm, of those people that gets like, I know, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a slave to my fucking phone all the time, too. But if I'm watching something I've never seen before, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at my phone. Oh, no, dude. Wholeheartedly, for this whole night, like, me and her watched it, I didn't touch my phone. Like, I was engrossed in this stuff because, like I said, like, the story, the, like, both sides of the coin story was damn good. Like, it's hokey, but it needs to be hokey. Like, the way they do it, it makes sense because it is those larger-than-life heroes. It's not guys like, you know, fucking, like, oh, I'm Star-Lord, I'm running around in just, you know, like, yeah. a leather jacket and stuff. Like, no, these guys have, like, it's almost like Watchmen, you know, like, yeah. the level of, like, the suits, that ridiculous, like, alter ego that's larger than life. The main character's persona is called the Utopian. Yeah. Like, what? His fucking the other the girl is Lady Liberty. Like mm-hmm. these are not like these are names that came up in the nineteen like twenties thirties type superheroes and shit like that. This isn't like I am Peter Quill, Star Lord, you know, <laughs> some shit like that. You, or hate, fucking, you hate Guardians of the Galaxy so much. I okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't hate Guardians of the Galaxy, but I hate the whole like because I remember reading Guardians of the no, Galaxy I did too, before yeah. too, and even when it was. Peter Quill and his team, he uh-huh. wore the helmet with the, like, all, they had the look, the uniforms, that was cool. But then when they came out with the movie, they needed to change them to where they're all, like, plain Jane street clothes mm-hmm. things. And I'm like, they don't all need to look like the fucking random Joe Blow next door and <laughs> shit like that, you know? Like, he's fucking spinning around, dancing in the fucking <laughs> shit. Like, I think one of the best scenes of fucking Endgame is when fucking Rhodey punches his ass the fuck out <laughs> while he's sitting there dancing in the fucking shit. It's like, fucking idiot. Like, yes! I had, to, I had to say, like, the thing about the phone thing, like, seriously, Errol and I will argue about this all the time, because, like... She she'll she she claims that she can watch anything and still be looking at her phone because she's like it helps me concentrate. I'm like I don't know how that even makes sense. On but what like, your phone or the but show? But then like I'll be doing that thing. You know how you get when you're excited for someone else to watch something, and so when they're like you're watching them to see if they're watching and getting the beats that you want. And them she's to get, watching and she, TikTok and she's watching her fucking phone. I'm like she'll be like I miss what they said. I'm like that would have happened if you weren't be looking at your phone. <laughs> like. <laughs> What did they say? I don't know. Look at the fucking screen. No, 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 no,
Because I, I am so that person, too. That I get, too. If I want you to watch something, like, I get really excited. Yeah. Like, I'll be watching you, like, hey, like are you, you going to have the are same you feeling reaction? the awesome yeah, feelings like, that I was feeling to watch this? I do, or, like, but are now you out there as much as I do? Playing Bejeweled and shit, yeah. I'm getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm turning it off. <laughs> There's nothing worse in the world than if you're really, really into something and you show it to someone else and they don't like it. Yeah. It, like, crushes your inner soul so much. <laughs> So like this, this was my this was this was some of my other friends when they tried to show me Rick and Morty and they're all oh, fucking, they're all pissing themselves laughing and then they look over at me and I'm just sitting there like stone faced staring at the TV and they're like there's no no laughing dude and I was like I was like I haven't laughed at a single fucking thing about like this show I was like is this really the the thing that everybody's all about and shit and they're like it's fucking funny and I'm like. Uh, I'd slamming my dick in a car door is a lot funnier. I'm sorry. That's like, me when someone tried to make me watch Big Bang Theory. Yeah, like yeah. they're over there just like literally pissing themselves, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like I'm watching a fucking Holocaust documentary or something. Like this because is it's literally there is nothing to laugh at in this other than the sheer ineptitude of storytelling. Like they're like, well, they just spouted off a bunch of things or whatever. I'm like, yeah, all they did was say a bunch of words that are nerdy, but there's no joke there. It's like, just like ah, <laughs> the fact that they are a nerd is the well, I'm a nerd, so this doesn't fucking appeal to me. It's like the thing <laughs> is, is like okay, but you're not laughing with them because they made a cool nerdy mm-hmm. joke. You're laughing at them because they just said nerdy shit. Like <laughs> it's like not it's different. This is what fucking non nerds think nerds are like. like <laughs> these people fair. are supposed to be like like super intelligent scientists and shit. And all of them are complete and total fucking pants-pissing fuck-ups. And I'm like, I I don't want to think people that are making fucking, you know, quantum fusion and shit are idiots. Like, I don't want to have this fucking opinion. I mean, socially they are. (laughs) Yeah. And I I hate (laughs) Jim Parsons so much. (laughs) But I, I, it's there is that thing where like you, it's like when you when you really get into something like a fandom or a show or something, it becomes this weird little part of like it's like a baby, mm-hmm. and like if you show that baby to someone else and share it, and they don't like it. It's like horribly offensive. <laughs> like, like you're like questioning whether or not you like, still want to be friends with them. You're like, I don't know if we can be friends yeah. if you don't like if you don't understand how awesome this is. Like. <laughs> I remember uh, Ariel and I uh, uh, partook of the plants or whatever and watched uh, House on Haunted Hill, the House on Haunted Hill remake. Oh, God, yeah. And I fucking love that movie. All of the Dark Castle movies. Oh, yeah. Like, you and I both, like, were oh, yeah. kismet on that. We're watching it at the end. I'm like, oh, so what did you think? Or whatever. She's like, oh, man, it was, like, really super cheesy. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was so offended by and this. The thing is, it's like, okay, the thing is, we both know it, it may is. actually be. It is. It is. <laughs> but but I don't are, see it that these way. These are the words that we do not speak. No, we don't speak we, these words. We, we, you know how she I know. She sees it? this through 2021 eyes that have never seen this movie before. I see it from like 1999, 19 oh, yeah. year old going to the movies watching yeah. eyes. It never changes for me. I don't care what horror movie I will ever watch. They're going to be like, what is the coolest, like, fucking most awesome, you know, opening scene to a horror movie? I'm going to be like, Ghost Ship. Like, literally, Ghost Ship has the fucking best opening shit. Because not only is it just 
fucking devastating, <laughs> brutal and devastating, oh and fucked up and shit like that. But you literally took one of the coolest fucking like rock metal songs and just fucking like to it. How many movies you watch where literally like a hundred people just get split in half? Like in brutally, one scene, brutally, brutally they're laying on the floor trying to push themselves one, back together. One like, person survived, and it was because literally she was not tall enough <laughs> to ride the roller coaster, yeah, right? And she's literally holding a fucking corpse that just got <laughs> fucking split. Oh like, my god, dude! Holy shit! Not to mention that fucking reverse time scene oh, is god. still one of the coolest fucking things I've ever. Thirteen seen. Ghosts, like I, I oh. put, I, I will still say Thirteen Ghosts is probably my top five horror movies oh, of all yeah. time. There's so much to love about it. The mythos of it is so great. So inventive. So inventive. And of course, the lawyer split. The lawyer scene split. is one of my favorite fucking the scenes in any split. movie of all time. Not to mention that movie kind of made me like fucking refine my like weird like fucking sexuality and shit. Because you're like, um. The Torn Princess. The Torn Princess <laughs> will fuck me up. But. <laughs> But goddamn, okay, you know, well, like, she's nude. Like, she is nude and she is hot. <laughs> like not just because she's nude, but she is hot. And you're like crazy hot ghost, crazy nude. hot <laughs> ghost chick and shit like that. And then the next scene is the fucking jackal, and your erection goes completely away because it scares the shit out of you. Um, but like, I'm telling you, the level offended I was when she said that movie was like cheesy. And I was like. I've been like, okay, you can fuck off. Like, fuck the fuck I was fuck like, off. I'm going to go sleep downstairs. Yeah, I was like, well, I think maybe we just need to sleep in seven bedrooms tonight. I'm going to go sleep on the couch. Sleep on the couch. Like, yeah. I mean, like, the thing, man, when you let someone into your, like, circle of fandom and they oh, reject it, it's, it's hateful. It's like, for they, no, forever. Like, when they hate it, but when they, like, kind of, like, or, like, stupid? Or, like, not necessarily <laughs> stupid, or they're but they're, just they're like, like, meh. Yeah, or, meh, or they kind of, like, <laughs> talk down a little bit about like, it. Like, oh, that was cute, or some shit like that. And you're like, it's a fucking real boy, god damn it. I instantly become an angry Star Wars fan. Like, <laughs> seriously. I'm like, how dare you? Let me list the 25,000 merits of this movie. Right fucking now. The righteous indignation that just erupts from your body. is like, oh. Oh. You know, like... Don't you fucking It's dare. like when you first, like, hung out with someone who wasn't a wrestling fan while oh, you were watching, watching wrestling. wrestling. Like, yeah. They're like, it's a little thing. You're like, shut your horse mouth. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, 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 yes, that too. But it's also funny, like, because, like, growing up in that period, too, so you're like, wrestling and shit and then people are like oh, do you remember that time period when all those dumbass kids were doing backyard wrestling and then you're just like I have videos <laughs> there are videos of me doing backyard wrestling and shit like that and I'm like do you know how fucking painful it is to do a swanton off the top of a fucking barn into a ring that's nothing made of nothing but fucking hay bales oh, like and tarps that shit ain't soft, motherfucker. You know what it feels like to take a light tube to the back? <laughs> yes. Or a street... I had a street sign hanging out of my elbow. Oh, yeah. I took a fucking fire extinguisher to the fucking ribs and 20 chair shots to the head. I was the hardcore champion for a reason, goddammit. Oh, God. But it was like, oh, yeah, well, they're like, that shit's fake. And I was like, it is not fake. <laughs> it hurts, motherfucker. You're like Arquette and Ray Rumble. Yeah. It's not fake. <laughs> That's oh, that's one I have to be very particular about oh, who God, I show yeah. that to. 
Because we're the if, minority of people in general who like that movie. I don't fucking care. I don't give a fuck. I don't agree. I, like, I don't I like it because it's bad. Yeah, like, it was shit. I mean, you're making a movie about wrestling. I don't expect like this isn't Mickey Rourke in the wrestler. I don't want some fucking like oh being that's a wrestling fan since I was a kid. I knew these guys. Like yeah. I, I hung out with guys just like these yes. fuckers. Like, seriously, these guys are real. They do exist. They're not the best early example of a wrestling fan, but but they're real. Like, I remember me and my friends when the NWO happened and shit like that, like the Monday Night Wars, and oh my god, there was some heated fucking, like, (laughs) Raw around in the Wolfpack shirts and shit. Yeah, motherfuckers wearing Raw is war and shit like that, (laughs) and you're just like, fucking, like, the Jets and the Sharks, like, well, fuck you up, but instead of, like, switchblades and dancing, it's, like, chair shots from behind, because you're like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) Buyer beware, man, if you're letting somebody into your fandom, just, like, be ready to feel the butt hurt that is. Oh, I know. That is there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Be ready with your 25-point plan to convince them how awesome it is. Oh, I remember how many of my female (laughs) friends were trying to tell me how awesome Buffy was, and I was like, okay, but your point is null and void. I watched the movie it's better it's so much better it's so much better fucking Sarah what's her face is a fucking shitty actress I'm like David Boreanaz is cool but you know what would have been cooler if Luke Perry was the vampire if he was Angel it would have been so much better the one that always gets me into like a almost damn near fist fight is like when they bring it up, and I'm just like, okay, look, you want to die on the hill that known as Firefly? That's your own goddamn oh, God. deal. But I cannot know. Like they're like, oh, you got to watch it, and I'm like, I have, I have, unbeknownst to my own fucking self, have watched the entire season of that one. show, one season of this show. Somehow it feels like more episodes just keep appearing out of the fucking ether and shit. I've watched it. All I can say is somebody got way too fucking high and couldn't pick a theme. It was just like, cool. How about space cowboys that speak Chinese and do fucking other crazy shit? And I'm like, I don't care, dude. The best and only part about that show is is Alan Tudyk. I love Alex. Yeah, I love Alex too. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, people try so hard about that, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, I, I can't, I can't go down this road. With Let's you. roll the segue slightly backwards. We were talking about backyard wrestling, and that was a good seg. Yeah. Into talking about a slightly more somber piece of news, which is a weird place to put this. I know, but. Uh, I hate to say, like, this one didn't really affect me all that much, but it is a piece of news, and we do talk about a lot of wrestling. So. Oh, I got lots to talk about for this shit. <laughs> so, a very controversial figure in the history of wrestling actually passed away today. Uh, New Jack. Cont- controversial? <laughs> you mean attempted fucking murderer? Hey, like... this is a man who legitimately has, like, uh, four justified kills or something yes! like that. Yeah. He literally tried to kill... As a, a bounty hunter. He yeah. tried to kill a 70-year-old wrestler. And then he also tried to kill that 19-year-old kid. New Jack... To say New Jack was contra- controversial is probably, like, burying the lead, but, like... New Jack was basically, like, trying God. to backyard wrestle with fucking O.J. Simpson while wearing a blonde wig, you know? Like, oh, I'm gonna fucking die here is what's gonna happen. Somebody find me Marcus Allen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, it's never good to hear that somebody from the wrestling community dies, but, like, really, New Jack was... 
d- demonstrably not a great person. New Jack has put people's lives in like and danger. Does not give a fuck. And does not give a fuck. And not only put like other wrestlers in lives in danger, but put the spectators' mm-hmm. lives in danger. Tried to physically fist fight multiple patrons who tried to stop him from killing a seventy-year-old wrestler. Yeah, the Gypsy Joe incident, like the Gypsy Joe and the one where transit, that, yeah. yeah, and the one with the kid, yeah, the where he fucking, thing, yeah, yeah, where he fucking. There's actually an entire episode of that series, The Dark Side of the Ring, that they do just on Vice that's just about New Jack. But like, not only the fact that he beat the living piss shit out of a 70-some-odd-year-old man, but he did it in front of, like, 20 people. Like, this wasn't some giant, you know, ECW show where there no. were thousands of people. There. There were, it was literally, he, like, a high school gymnasium show. He beat this in a, guy... In this guy's retirement match. Yeah, he beat this guy bloody hard way. Oh, yeah. Like, did not fucking... Well, I guess the story behind it was that, like, he was, like, Gypsy Joe was, like, legitimately, like, 70-some-odd years old, and this was kind of his, like, retirement match or whatever, but he was one of those kind of old-school, well, they, you know, super tough guys that would take a beating or whatever, and New Jack was legit pissed off that he wasn't selling for him. Like, at all. This coming from New Jack, this, who doesn't sell for anybody. This instantly became, okay, I must actually murder you then. Yeah. And just like, I'm going to retire you. Literally just take a chair and wear this poor old man out in the head with it. Yeah. Until he was like, and then like the fans were like legitimately trying to pull him off. And he started trying to fight them. Yeah, like the cops had to be, I think he was actually arrested for it. Yes. Like literally the cops had to be called. There was a couple of matches. Like there was like a tag team match where we watched where like again it was another one of these tiny little fucking venues with no one there. This is the one where I think he actually fought his own teammate. Yeah, too, and like, he like got into a fight with his own teammate and literally like, like sliced his entire forehead open with a fucking exacto blade. Yeah, to the fucking bone. Yeah. Like his flesh was hanging. Like blood is literally just gushing everywhere. Yeah. Like this was a dude who made some seriously fucking questionable life choices. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, it's like I said it, again, it sucks to if, for to see anybody die. I mean, fifty eight years old, a heart attack. Like I can understand it was a guy that's done. Well, the he kind was also of, pretty well known for being a fucking, uh, like, big drinker and a big drug user. Big drug yeah. user. So and it's stuff like, like when I saw the news today, I'm like, well, I'm not shocked in no. the least. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's confirmed for crack. <clears throat> oh, God, yeah. Like, he, yeah. by his own words, he's said he's done it multiple times. And I remember watching Beyond the Mat years ago, yeah. and he's a big part of that movie, and, like, he seemed like a affable enough guy, you know, knowing him personally, but then all the stories I've heard is, like, he might he must have been bipolar or something, or, like, Probably. had some sort of BPD disorder, well, because, like, he was very much either he's the nicest guy on Earth or he's a complete psychopath. And I think the thing is, is, like, drugs like crack cocaine and shit like that alter your brain chemistry mm-hmm. so drastically that if he was just a nice guy in the beginning, that he might have developed at some level of, like, bipolar, PTSD, manic, like, some shit because of the severe, like, drug usage, but, like... They basically said you didn't know who you were getting. Like, you yeah. literally, once the bell ring, you'd instantly know if you were getting, like, the legit New Jack or the one who was going to try and kill you. 
Yeah, and I tell you, it's worth going out of your way. Like, you can find most of the episodes of that series on YouTube. Yeah. Like, it's worth going out of your way to watch the episode about him because the sheer number of incidents that he's been involved in that were I, very questionable. I don't know how he was still able to arrest him legally. Well, I don't, like, with the mass transit incident, like, the backstory behind that was, like, it was in the late 90s and they were doing an ECW show, and... There was there was fuckery on all sides. Like the, yeah. the kid and his dad, like they lied and said that this kid was a trained professional wrestler, that he was older than he actually was. He yeah. was actually like eighteen or something, maybe. Yeah. And he was a really big guy. Yeah. And they misrepresented themselves to Heyman and told them that, you know, oh yeah, he's trained, he's had matches, all this stuff. And they, the kid had no training whatsoever, had never been in the ring before. It basically just backyard wrestling. Yeah, didn't know what he was doing, and they put him in there with somebody like New Jack. And, you know, I, I would guarantee if Heyman had known the truth, this never would have happened. No. But that doesn't eliminate New Jack from fault in what happened in the ring. Oh, dear God. Where, again, this kid was not knowing what he was doing, he was not selling or whatever, and New Jack just took it upon himself to just beat this kid half to death. Yeah. To the point where I think later on, you know, it, it ended up going to court, and uh, I think ECW ended up getting out of it because of the misrepresentation of the guy's dad and all that. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, from watching the episode, the the kid a couple of years later ended up killing himself because of all the negative publicity and stuff yeah. that happened because of it. Like New Jack is a polarizing figure, and not just for all the violence or whatever, but just for like the all the weird stuff that he's been involved in. Like he is a person that has a, a very tainted legacy for sure, mm-hmm. and no legitimate company would go anywhere near the guy. No. And that's why not you know unlike Sabu or Van Dam or Sandman or any of those guys you, you never saw him make an appearance in any of the big companies no. because people would be terrified to book the guy because he's a fucking liability. Plus, also <laughs> he's a verbal liability because he would like say some of the, the most flame fucked, wars that he's gotten yeah. into with people like him and Honky Tonk Man are like a long going flame war. And Cornette, and Cornette was a guy who gave him his start in Smoky Mountain years ago, and booked him when people other people wouldn't. Yeah, and it's it, he's he was a he's memorable, yeah, for sure, and he is a part of the history of wrestling, but it's not exactly a positive part. So, no. you know, I feel bad for his friends and family. That's unfortunate, you know, to to have somebody that you care about pass away. And he definitely made an impact on the business, but I couldn't say it was a positive one. No, it he'll always kind of just go down as one of those guys that you're always like. It's it is like when guys like that are put in the spotlight, it doesn't make you feel great about being a wrestling yeah. fan, you know. Which is funny because considering words that were actually spoken recently, not about him, but about like things about bringing the business back thirty years. Yeah. So AEW had their blood and guts mm-hmm. uh, dynamite. What was it like a week ago? Week Which did ago? you know that the name of that is actually taken directly from a Vince McMahon yes, diatribe yep. on a yep. phone call? Yep. Yeah, apparently, like Vince had like this big diatribe on. We're not going to go back to the calls. Blood, We're not yeah. going to go back to that old blood and gut stuff. Yeah, and I, I credit you know the guys in AEW for wanting to do something differently and wanting to kind of you know be more like they do an interesting combination of very new school and very old school at the yeah. same time. And having, you know, this kind of War Games match was really cool, and we watched a good portion of it, and man, it was a hell of a match, in my opinion. Yeah. And I guess, like, some of the top, you know, WWE officials were basically saying that, like, this kind of thing takes the business back 30 years. 
this is why your heads are so jammed firmly up your asses. Yeah. And that no one's watching your shows right now. No. Because you don't know or understand what the fans want anymore. You're no. so deep in your own anus. Yeah. That you you think that this happy friendly bullshit with parody booking and nobody ever gets over is what fans want to watch and it's just not. And they don't. Like That's why AEW you know. is being successful. That's why it was a top rated show on cable. In the last couple of weeks, that's why the Blood and Guts did the numbers that it did when SmackDown's in the toilet and Raw's just barely hanging on by a thread. Yeah. And NXT did so bad you had to move it to another night. Yeah. Right. You need to understand that you're the ones who are 30 Cause, okay, years cause behind. Because here, here, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> like, we're no longer in the era of, like, the colorful John Cena's and all that stuff. Those kids have grown up. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, the thing is, is we're also in a completely different situation. Like, yeah, man, going to a live WWE show, I've done it before yeah, and stuff like that. It's an experience. Like, it, they go all out, like, and you, it's one of those things. That's great. But cool. Watch what happened when you took that away. When the pandemic hit and, like, none of the fan stuff was gone, their numbers just ate shit worse than anything. And it's, it's because the thing is, is like when you take away the fans and you take away the spectacle and you literally just put the product out there. It's almost unwatchable. It's on, yeah, it's it's a fucking crap fest and shit like that. But then you go look at what AEW was doing and AEW was trying new things, trying different stuff and seeing what works. Like, no, yeah, granted, WWE had a few things that did work with it and stuff, the theatrical matches. This was a great thing that came out of the pandemic thing. But to be honest, the only good one was the AJ and Undertaker. And yeah. that's because it's AJ and the Undertaker. Yeah. These two guys are fucking amazing and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But then you take that same format... And you let AEW play around with it. And, and they're got amazing Team Taz versus uh, Sting and Darby Allen match. Yeah. And this is, the, this is the thing. I did not think I would ever see a match with Sting again after his foray into WWE mm-hmm. because fucking Seth fucked his neck up and Dantner broke his, you know, ended his career and shit. <laughs> but then AEW comes out and tries a completely different, you know, thing. And, and it works. It man. works. It's like taking the things that worked from the Monday Night Wars and the things that worked from the even beyond the, before that in the classics and then putting it with new school stuff. Taking these older guys. Like, this is what we talked about. Like, this is what TNA should have done when all those old guys went over yeah, there. But, but those, 2009 to 2012. But those guys were too stuck in their own egos, stuck in their own bullshit, and wanted their money and shit. But, like, now you've got a better batch of older guys yeah. that are coming in here and mentoring. And it's guys that you are like, holy shit, you know? A Sting with a Darby Allen, a fucking Jake the Snake with fucking Archer, or fucking Arn Anderson with Cody Rhodes yeah. and shit. Like, you get these guys working together, and you get old school booking with, like, new school choreography and cinematography and The fact and that they have the balls to go out there and partner with other organizations yeah. and do storylines that span across two completely different companies. Yeah. WWE doesn't have the balls to do that. 
in any way. They're so deathly afraid of losing their spot, they couldn't possibly shine well, a light on anybody else. It's not even to that. It's like, <clears throat> if you listen to them at the time period and shit like that, like, to them, the way they talk, and even the way they talked about blood and guts and stuff like that is, they still have this idea <clears throat> that they are the superior product. Mm-hmm. And that they are putting out the superior product every time. And they're like, oh... You know, that brings the business back 30 years and stuff. And it'd be like, you mean to when it was literally at its peak? Yeah. Like, yeah, it might be more mainstream known today, but wrestling literally was at its peak. Yeah, 30 years ago, you're talking when they were doing, you know, six, seven million viewers on Raw, as opposed to now where they're, you know, scraping by with about two. Yeah. Maybe you should be doing something that's from 30 years ago. And that's the thing, is like... The only time you pop a rating now is when you do an old school Raw, or when you do that Smackdown old school show. To see, you know... To see these guys uh, uh, from another generation. The Rock come back, or anything like that, you know. Fucking drag Triple H's carcass out of fucking, you know, shit. But, like, other than that, the other big problem too is their storylines like their storylines make no fucking sense no. and that's if the storyline even gets to get up off its own no, because god knows feet. five seconds into one they just <clears throat> drop it they just drop it but the thing is is like aew is really exploring and even working on the fly with things the the uh the dark order i think it showed one of the best abilities to Improvise yeah. when something drastic. You literally took something that was just had a lot of momentum behind it, like a, a central figure that was pushing and pushing and pushing, and then unfortunately he passed. And you have to like, okay, well, what do we do? Like, and they chose to embrace it. Mm-hmm. They chose not to be like, oh, well, that you know, and just write him out. They know they embraced not only the character. But the wrestler, his family, his friends, like, all that shit. They, like, eulogize the guy on, like, on air and shit. Yeah, and you sure as hell didn't see that happen when Owen died. No. And you sure as hell didn't see that when anybody else has passed in WWE. They just erased them from history. Or they turn it into really... They turn it into storylines like happened after Eddie died, where Randy Orton's out there telling everybody that Eddie's in hell. Yeah. Come on. Like, I'm sorry, if I was fucking Chavo, I'd have fucking stabbed the shit out of Randy Orton. Like, not jokingly, I'd have really stabbed his ass because it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing is like, yeah, I get it, kayfabe is not a thing anymore and shit, but, like, you can't pick and choose when you want to, like, half-ass enact kayfabe and be like, oh, okay. And that's the thing. They're also giving people shots that, and legit shots, and letting them run with it and stuff. Like Darby yeah. Allen, like Not Darby like Ricochet versus Lesnar. Like, yeah, oh, I need a squash. Thirteen match seconds yeah. in fucking Saudi Arabia. No, they're having like Darby Allen against Sting, uh, not Sting, but uh, like you know these big guys and stuff. And Darby is a small guy, and they're not giving. Darby a shit. is literally like. <clears throat> I want to say body wise equivalent to shit. Who would we th- like Ray when he was small? Yeah, like Ray when he was in WCW. But he's a mix between Ray and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and he's taking on guys like Brian Cage, who literally is like the fucking new age version of fucking like 
Steiner. Steiner. Yeah. And shit. Or he's taken on Miro and fucking Rusev or like different guys and yeah. shit like that. And normally you'd be like, oh, okay, this guy's good for a good, you know, squash match or fucking bumps and shit like that. And But no, you've now... Sting came out and chose this kid to partner with him and fucking do shit. And they've literally been running some of the best shit ever. And it's like, you probably never would have thought this. Pull your head out of your ass and understand that the business is different than you think it is. Yeah. So, eh, it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, I think we've... uh... Yeah, I think we're going on about like an hour and 20 minutes, so we should probably <laughs> wrap it up since I have to work in like six hours. Oh, yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get up and mow lawn. Too, so. Oh, God. Mow lawn. I gotta do that sometime this weekend, too. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you heard this week on the Basement Fodder Podcast, you can, of course, find us at our network home of digitalnerdage.com. You can find us at our website, thebasementofdoom.wordpress.com. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, on uh, Stitcher, on Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast, iTunes. You can generally find us, if you're looking for us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Basement Fodder. And of course on Facebook, we've got me, Todd, Dave, 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 Basement of Doom, Ariel, Ariel Beach. And then we've also got the Basement Fodder Nation group that you can join and uh, get early access to shows and see other uh there a lot of creators come in and post content and links to new upcoming projects and stuff in there too so mm-hmm. all of that wonderful wild world of stuff and I probably join that thing <laughs> yeah you know you would think maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> the invite's just been sitting there collecting dust for seven years now <laughs> i don't know if i ever actually got an invite i really don't think i ever did <laughs> Well, anyway, don't be like Dave. <laughs> Dave. I'll listen to your podcast. Dave, I won't listen to my own podcast. <laughs> but check out all that stuff. Um, check out Kickstarter right now for all kinds of wonderful stuff. Um, hmm. I know. I heard through our good friend Stephanie that there is a new Hotshot Kickstarter out now. I don't know if you were mentioning that, but no, I will mention I, it. No, I don't care. Um, um it's a great book, and I will always support it no matter yeah. what. No, uh, that Landon received some some monkeys. That's right. Um, yeah, uh, our good friend Landon Faulkner has physical copies of Monkey's Paw number one ah, available now. Yes, through right. much controlling, uh, yes. it is available. He'll be doing a couple of cons coming up here soon in person, but also you can get it through their um, um, Faulkner Graphics store and website as well. So check I'm that not, out as well. I'm not gonna lie; I want to take a nice little point of personal pride on that one and stuff because I felt like, you know, me being a dick and calling people out actually did something. Yes. The views of Dave do not necessarily represent that as a basement of Doom Incorporated. Well, at least not all of it. Half of it, yes, it does. It's me, motherfuckers. But anyway, congratulations to Landon for getting yes, physical that's awesome. copies. Check out Faulkner Graphics on Facebook and check out I their store. I want one, motherfucker. Uh, check out their physical store. It's awesome and wonderful, and you should definitely, definitely get down there if you can, because it's a beautiful place and a really great store. But until next time, from the basement, I'm Todd. I'm Dave. And until next time, the basement door is closed. And if you don't make my friend's comics, I'm going to yell at you on air. Later, bitches. (laughs)